Bright Sounds, the voice of Brightworld. Hello and welcome back to Bright Sounds. I'm Leah Ferris and today I'm joined by Managing Director Lana Foster and our special guest Mark Jeans, Director at Bishopstroke College and Padworth College. Brightworld has worked with both schools for many years and Mark is here with us today to talk about how they are coping with the current situation and planning for the terms ahead. And now I am happy to hand you over to Lana. Oh thank you very much Leah and uh, Mark thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you both for having me. Very nice to be here. Um, no problem at all. And um, we're just going to focus on some questions today. We want to know more about uh, Padworth College particularly. Um, I visited Padworth very recently and it's a beautiful boarding school environment in really um, conveniently situated in Reading. Um, we've had lots of students going in and out of Pavel over the years and progressing on to university. And I'm just really interested to know um, how you've adapted um, this summer term, which is now uh, well underway um, for your students, particularly in those years, uh, 11 and 13, which was, who were suddenly uh, given the news that there wouldn't be any public examinations as such and how, how Padworth has responded to that. Thank, thank you, Lana. And um, yes, it's certainly been a challenging few weeks, I think, for all of us involved in um, the education sector or boarding schools, and particularly those of us that have um, uh, a, a significant contingent of international students. At Padworth, about 80% of our student body um, is overseas. So like most schools, when we um, received notification from the government that we had to close on March the 20th, we had a week to go before the Easter holidays. and We immediately moved to what we're calling Padworth Online, which is moving our provision um, uh, to online delivery. Um, that obviously required a lot of thought because with students in 30 countries and um, as far away as sort of China, Japan, Korea, we needed to take into consideration their time zone differences as well as some of the technology challenges of delivering um, online classes but we moved the program online for all year groups from year 9 up to year 13 um, using Microsoft Teams as the main platform to deliver classes and we've moved the timetable forward so we start teaching at 8 o'clock in the morning um, typically teaching for four or five hours of real-time video-based classes using Teams um, and supplementing that with um, tutorials and um, well-being and health tutorials as well as a, a weekly pre-recorded assembly. Um, we started the Easter term about two weeks ago and I think it's fair to say that um, so far so good. There have been some teething issues as you would expect both from um, students and uh, teachers but the actual um, uh, program so far seems to be going reasonably well with good engagement from the students, good attendance levels, and generally some positive feedback, both from the students, but also from their, their families. That's great. I mean, I can only, I can't even imagine how much work that must have involved to put that curriculum together online and actually have it up and running within, you know, a matter of a couple of weeks. And, you know, I think that schools should be congratulated um, for the hard work that they're, they're putting in to keeping it all going um, at this time for students. 
Yes, I guess we were um, fortunate that we had the Easter break as a sort of a, a gap between the closure and then starting again. So we had between two and three weeks to think through and move this forward as much as possible, but we had to rewrite the timetable. Um, we had to rethink um, the availability of um, teachers within obviously a, a different um, timetable for their classes. We had to conduct um, audits of the technology infrastructure that teachers had at home. So did they have sufficient broadband? Did they have the right hardware uh, and access to the software in order to be able to teach remotely? And we also had to do the same with the students in terms of did they have the right um, uh, sort of access to the right kit at home? And in some cases, students going back to some countries, like for example, China, were in quarantine in hotels on their own when the summer term started. So that also presented some additional challenges in terms of making sure we can access those students and they can access us. But I agree, it's been um, obviously a huge uh, learning curve for all of us involved in um, education. And interestingly, obviously, um, we've seen a much more rapid take up in online as a way of delivering um, uh, classes than perhaps would, have other been, that would otherwise have been the case um, if there had been no coronavirus. So I guess there is, there is some positive out of this, even though it's clearly been a challenging period. Yes, I think, you know, possibly we're all going to be doing things slightly differently afterwards, knowing now what can be achieved online. So, I mean, the biggest change, I guess, um, is for these year 11s and year 13 students who were studying as if they were going to be preparing for their examinations, they were revising and the examinations were, were very, very close and they were suddenly told they hadn't got any public examinations. So what are the, how did you adapt the um, curriculum for them and what, what are the key components of that, that new um, curriculum? Yes, a couple of thoughts there. First of all, we, we've got obviously guidance from Ofqual in terms of the year 11 and year 13 exams, the GCSEs and A-levels, towards the end of March and then again um, in early April. And in essence, um, you know, I think that the, the approach that most schools are taking and, and we've been taking at Padworth is for the first few weeks of the summer term through to half term, so through to the end of May, we are continuing to teach the GCSE and A-level uh, curriculum for year 11 and year 13 students. Um, we're not technically allowed to um, look at the work the students are doing during this period in terms of contributing towards how they will be assessed with their GCSE and A-level um, exams. But in essence, we wanted to replicate what they would be doing for the first few weeks of the summer term, which in most cases was um, continuing with their classes for two to three weeks before starting the exams. So for the first half of the summer term, where we are now, it's business as usual. Um, they're continuing to study their classes um, and submit work. Um, but separately, we're also in the process of putting together the various information that Ofqual needs, which will be used for their examination grade assessments. Looking forward to the second half of the summer term, we have put in place um, a programme that wasn't previously planned because obviously the students would would either be finishing their exams and then um, going off to have an extended holiday or in some cases um, uh, we're going off to do work experience. Uh, so we've had to change the second half of the summer curriculum where for year 11s we've introduced a component to sort of pre-sixth form classes 
So they will start to um, study their A-level subjects. And for the year 13 um, cohort, we've introduced or will introduce a university preparation course, which is very much focusing on helping them think through and start to adapt to the transition that we needed from um, a boarding school environment to uh, a university environment. In both cases, there are other modules that we're introducing, such as an element of enrichment, alongside the ongoing um, personal tutoring and the wellbeing and fitness uh, tutorials that they're having at the moment. So they're really benefit, benefiting from the sort of the whole, the whole boarding experience online and not just the academic side. And I think the university preparation um, course sounds really such a good idea and something that perhaps they're benefiting more from actually, because that's, where, that, that's the next step from them. So they're, they're very fortunate. Um, I saw some on your, your social media, some very positive uh, feedback. I've been uh, looking and following your, your social media posts and it seems that your, the Padworth um, parents, agents and students have actually really taken this new on, uh, Padworth online, really on board and have, have, they've been feed giving a lot of really positive feedback about it. Yes, thank you. Um, when obviously we were all put in this position a few weeks ago, we were very conscious of the fact that um, not only was there a lot of uncertainty for uh, schools and um, teaching staff, boarding staff, etc., but also obviously a huge amount of uncertainty for um, our students and their parents, guardians and agents. So um, we very quickly put this program together and then reached out to the parents, guardians and agents of the students in year 11 and year 13 who would be most impacted by the, um, the lockdown and uh, hosted the webinar to take them through the proposed changes and to answer questions. They understandably had questions and concerns about the impact of the shutdown on um, examinations and how would that impact their child in terms of their progression um, but they were also keen to ensure that there were opportunities for their children uh, for the students to be engaged through the summer term through to the end of June. Um, one thing we do routinely at Padworth is conduct um, regular surveys of the students to get feedback from them in terms of you know how they are finding life at Padworth both in terms of their academic classes but also the aspects of boarding and their extracurricular program and again, we're continuing to do that in the online world. So we've recently conducted our first wellbeing survey um, online, of course, of students. And we'll look at that feedback, we'll share it um, with the staff, and we'll make uh, changes to the program that we see fit based on that feedback. And we'll also share it with um, parents, um, agents, guardians as well. So they're getting uh, some sense of how the students uh, are adapting and how they're coping. And as I mentioned, it's, you know, it's a big transition and for some staff and for some students there have been some challenges but I think generally um, we've had some good feedback. That's great and uh, the big question on everyone's mind, mine, parents, agents, um, everybody, is what's going to happen next and uh, what's going to happen in September? Um, do you have, it's a very difficult question for me to ask you I realise, but um, as an organisation you must have um, some plans in place for how you're going to get students back uh, in September? Yes, um, we don't have a crystal ball, unfortunately, but um, our starting assumption is that Padworth will be open 
for business as usual in September, although it won't be um, completely normal because we expect on the back of the ongoing um, restrictions that schools will have to put in place some um, new procedures in relation to social distancing. Um, as I said earlier, 80% of our students are from overseas. So the first um, sort of key aspect is getting them back to the UK. And assuming they are able to return for September, we'll need to think through whether there are, there are requirements for self-isolation, quarantine, or whether they can simply join the Padworth community um, and then um, move things forward from there. We're quite fortunate at Padworth because we have not only a large campus, but a fairly um, significant footprint in terms of the size of our buildings, the amount of boarding accommodation we have, and the fact that um, most of the students are in single study bedrooms. So certain aspects of social distancing, such as the um, boarding arrangements, I think we will be able to manage um, relatively easily. Um, we generally have small classes. We may need to obviously think about um, reducing the number of students in some of those classes or simply to space the students out more within the classroom. And we may also need to put in place procedures in relation to um, assemblies or dining, where obviously you would typically have all the students together. So we may need to introduce staggered um, times for dining or simply ensure obviously that the students are adequately spaced out within the dining room. There will be some other changes too. Um, I don't think we'll be jumping straight away back into our normal weekend schedule of trips and excursions for obvious reasons. We will probably focus on activities closer to home um, within the local area, within the countryside around Padworth, and as and when we can um, reintroduce some of the more structured um, weekend programmes, we will do that. But we're clearly waiting for more guidance from the government but we're hoping and we're confident that we will be able to open with some of those new measures in place um, in September. Well, that's very good and very positive to hear. And um, obviously, as, as guardians, Bright will, will be there to help and support you along the way as well with anything we can to help get students back to the UK. Thank you so much um, for joining um, us today, Mark. Leah? Yes, thank you, Mark. It's, it's really been terrific to hear from you. Um, our admissions department is still very busy recruiting new students who want to come back to school in September and as always we will be there to make sure uh, that we can recommend both Bishop Stroh and Padworth Colleges to parents joining and to our agents worldwide. Uh, I would also like to thank our listeners for tuning in to today's episode and I look forward to hearing from you all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Bright Sounds, a podcast from Brightwell Guardianships. If you're interested in finding out more about anything we've discussed today, please visit our website www.brightwellguardianships.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more. Bright Sounds is available as a podcast on major podcast platforms or by subscribing directly to us on Podbean. Please look forward to more fascinating interviews and discussions with our Brightwell team and expert guests. Take care and we'll hear from you at our next Bright Sounds podcast.